get into it. Yep. So I, this is, I love a brainchild from someone, especially from you, Tommy, because like I would have never thought of this, but th- it was a fucking brilliant idea. Hell yeah, dude. It's actually like kind of molded by my own selfishness. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I was driving around, um, at work i was doing like one of my routes and i was like i just was like i I need to listen to metal music like i just all day today i'm listening to metal music and i was like i really want to make a playlist that eddie like would listen to like he like his favorite songs and i started trying to make it and i was like you know what i'm gonna text the dudes (laughs) and and they're gonna make me the playlist so i don't have to (laughs) it's a great it's a great fucking playlist too like it's i know it's so good i knew that you guys would pick good shit too so i was like they're going to pick good stuff. They're going to pick stuff that I probably don't even know. So uh, it was definitely crafted out of my own selfishness. I have to admit well, that's, that is uh, the idea of the whole podcast. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. this whole I podcast won't... is me and D, but me, me and Dill being selfish. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I knew you guys would appreciate it because we are all three very selfish men. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, like <laughs> but we are all selfish. <laughs> Uh, Zoe's sister was talking about how um, she loved Eddie and she wished that she listened more metal to like feel like she was cool enough. If she met an right, Eddie, she right. could, she would like know enough to entertain an Eddie. And uh, right. So when this playlist came out, I I sent it to Zoe and I was like, send this to your sister because I'm sure there's a lot of people that see Eddie and they're like, Dude. I know Iron Maiden, I know Metallica, I might know Megadeth, but a lot of these artists. Right we know but not necessarily everyone knows and right i don't right. know it's it's really cool yeah dude yeah I, I saw something that was like uh like a lot of you girls um are in love with eddie but you probably made fun of an eddie in high school like you were probably mm-hmm. bullied to eddie oh, in yeah. high school like it's like come on dude <laughs> like you had your chance you had your chance in eddie but you made fun of him yep <laughs> He, uh, I, I think the reason we got so bummed out, spoilers, that Eddie died yeah, was because him and Chrissy felt like they would have been the couple Dude. we wanted Jonathan and Bro. Nancy to be. Dude, I saw like, I saw someone made like artwork of them like together if they would have both survived. And like, there's a picture like someone drew of like Chrissy, like, um, like on his lap, like with his, her legs around him and she's like doing his eyeliner. And it's like made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking intense. I was like, they would have been perfect for each other. Like, it and they were awesome. on the screen like fifteen minutes together, maybe. I well, know. That's, that's why that twist at the end of the first episode was so shocking because I was like, oh, she's going yeah. to his apartment. He's giving her drugs. Surely this is going to lead to at least some sort of a kiss scene or something. But right. nope, just her body snaps in a million different ways. Dude. It was fucking awesome. I guess the uh, the actor um, Joseph Quinn didn't think they would show that like he was like no way netflix will let this happen and sure enough it was like it was graphic it for sure yeah like, I, was I, like, was, I was shocked by how graphic it was so yeah <laughs> we were watching the we, we were watching it and mave was downstairs with us and i was like damn should we turn this off <laughs> like i don't <laughs> want her to see this yeah uh, i didn't watched, think it was gonna be like that she won't remember it she'll be fine oh no yeah she's fine she watches a lot of, a lot of other bad stuff so <laughs> Well, that's your that's your, it's your daughter, Tommy. So yeah. got she expose her early. Dad. Yeah, she's got exactly. her parents. Her parents both love Halloween, so it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you are listening to Off the Beaten Cleft, 
and this is the Eddie Munson playlist episode curated selfishly by your boy, Tommy Bacara. <laughs> I hit, <laughs> you guys heard the story in the beginning. I hit these guys up to make me a playlist, and now we're doing an episode. So get there the devil horns the... out. <laughs> so, I like, so let's I like get when into he it. does the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, what is all this shit? I mean, what are you even looking for? Madonna, Blondie, Bowie, Beatles, music! We need music! This is music! Whoa! Has a character, yeah. Has a character ever been more likable than when he's hosting the D and D campaign? Uh, yeah, no, awesome. I know. And like, I loved how they set that whole like D and D campaign up. Like his little board and everything. It like just looked like it, it had been carried around, and he had like stickers on it and shit. Ah, uh, dude. That I've been rewatching it too. Like I, I just I I want to stop before volume two, just to keep him alive, <laughs> like still <laughs> in my viewing. Uh yeah but hell yeah yeah uh yeah like tommy mentioned this is the eddie munson playlist uh we're commemorating our hellfire king we're all wearing our hellfire club t-shirts uh um, yeah bud it was something tommy came to us with and it was kind of just a, a mood playlist kind of what we thought eddie would want to have on have playing you know right this is if he i could... think i think when he left left uh it was 1986. That's when this is set. So spring break of 1986. So, um, actually, I want to talk to you guys about something. The song they play, um, when the guitar solo he plays, uh, when he's in the Upside Down. I forget the song. Master, right Master, Puppet. Master Puppet. That yeah. came out in March of 1986. So he learned it that month. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, that's uh, yeah. That's what I was going to talk about. Um, I want I wanted to open the show kind of talking about Eddie a little bit. And I wanted to bring that fact up. So that song came out March 3rd. And then he died March 27th. And there was no, like, looking up tabs and stuff back then. Like, there was nothing. So he all, like, he, him and the Hellfire Club were listening to that song in their garage. And he just figured it out. He's a fucking guitar god. <laughs> like, he, and I, I mean... I bet that the Duffer Brothers like accidentally did that, like didn't even think about like, oh shit, they only came out two weeks ago. But I like to to believe that Eddie was just that godly at guitar that he learned it that quick. I don't, I don't think the Duffer Brothers do a whole lot of things on accident. I feel like everything right. they do is intentional. So, so like, yeah, those metalheads would be like, dude, he learned that song in like two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. there's more to his character. There's more going on. There. I, hon- I honestly think I they picked Spring Break because they wanted to use the Metallica song. Right. And all, yeah, all of it is so cool. You got any other facts for us, Tom? Okay. So, are you guys familiar with the West Memphis Three? At all? Yeah, I've read about this. Um, The Duffer Brothers watched a documentary called Paradise Lost, and it it covers the West Memphis Three. There was, like, three, like, I think, like, eight-year-old boys that died in this, like, Bible-thumper town. Um, And... Three metalheads got convicted of it just because they listened to metal and looked different. And Eddie's character is, ba- is based off of uh, Damien Eccles. I think is that how you pronounce his la- his uh, last name. He uh, he he was he got charged to, for 
death sentence. He was on death row. And um, he uh, was charged for being like the ringleader of, of whatever. But then later on in the 90s, they uh, did like DNA testing and stuff and the kids were innocent. But they never like actually cleared their name or anything. And they got off with like a like some kind of plea or something like that. And then um, I, he, I put down, he uh, ended up like getting out of prison. He got off death row and he's like, a, he writes books and does like TV shows and stuff. He lived in Peter Jackson's apartment when he got out of jail. So just a little fun fact about the guy that they based Eddie Munson on. I think of. him and That's Peter Jackson are like writing a, a yeah. film together or something. So yes. yeah, very cool. So it's, yeah, it's dope as hell. Yeah. That's all I got. Just those two. <laughs> all the fun facts I got. <laughs> um, Boo, I want more. <laughs> so uh, I actually have a few that are part of my notes, but um, I thought I'd just touch on them before we get into the songs. Um, there were three artists that were on the jean jacket of Eddie's. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The first one was Dio. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> the second one was Motorhead. And the third one was Wasp. No we got way. All three. Yeah. We got all three. <laughs> well, I made sure I picked Motorhead and Wasp, and I saw Tommy had Dio, so I had to. Ma- I was just trying to make sure we got all three. Perfect. We literally read him perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew I, that he held up an Iron Maiden cassette. So I was like, and of course, Iron Maiden's like my favorite band. So I was like, I have to have Iron Maiden on this playlist. First song. <laughs> like, I have to. Yep. Um, I guess... Before we get started, Kev, what were your thoughts going on the playlist? Well, let me finish chewing my White Castle cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was fucking pumped, dude. Um, the way I came into it uh, when we talked about it was like, what would Eddie have listened to as a guitar player? That's kind of the right. way I came into it. So. Yes, I, yes. I, he he seemed like a historian to me as well. Where he would like, he he's he's definitely smarter than you you, you see in the surface. Because I mean, being a dungeon master is really hard. You have to write a really long campaign. I've written one campaign, and it took three hours to get through. But it took me like twenty hours to write. So it's <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. So um, I really wanted to come at it from Eddie as a guitar player and as a historian. So. I was I was pumped. I I love stuff like this, like theoretical, like backstories for characters are so cool to me. Mm-hmm. I I'll probably make this point a lot, but I I mentioned that like um, I think that metal music in like metal bands are such good storytellers. Yeah, like in their music, that I think that that's probably fueled a lot of the campaigns he wrote for for the guys for the Hellfire Club. I bet he was just like in his in his room, like with his like I mean, what, what set player at the time, like a Walkman, mm-hmm. and just like sitting on his on his bed listening to metal music and like writing campaigns based off of the songs he listened to. So because like there, I mean, everywhere in the songs that we picked, it's like D and D, like it's so yeah. D and D and metal are inextricably linked forever. I mean, yeah, yep. All, I think they play. A lot of like I think Iron Maiden played D and D for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say like a lot of big metal artists love at D and D, you know. So, I mean, it's it's, cool. it's it's just one of those things. They're inextricably linked. <laughs> exactly. We're nerds, man. Yeah, I know exactly, through. and I love it. Yeah, I I kind of went for 
the deep cuts because I saw you guys mm-hmm. covered a lot of the the good big bands, and so I tried to pick either things that were on his uh, jacket and then like just like thrash metal that would have oh, been yeah. too underground for other metalheads to really get, you know? Like, right, right. Whiplash and Overkill, both those bands just seem like bands that if he brought that up to someone, even metalheads in the 80s, they would have been like, who the fuck? So yeah, um, right, right, right. Um, maybe that's just me projecting onto Eddie, but yeah, that that was where I was. No, at, it's so. perfect. Um, you guys want to get into audience submissions? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so our first audience submission is from Louis, "Flying High Again" by Ozzy Osbourne from 1981. Yep. And he doesn't have an email, right? No. We we talked about it on our. Um... Our group text though he's like you know just want to make sure we didn't forget about him <laughs> yeah he's the prince of darkness and absolutely eddie would listen to ozzy and oh yeah sabbath and yeah so great pick lou i love this song um i i have a love hate relationship with the solo ozzy stuff in the in the 80s um it's really good but it's it all kind of suffers from like the same thing metallica did in the 90s where it almost feels too radio friendly for me but that's my own personal taste. It doesn't mean it's not good. It's just, I don't know. I wanted, I want, I want Sabbath, Ozzy. Right, right. <laughs> I was after I, I picked my five. I was like, damn, I can't believe we didn't put any Black Sabbath on this. <laughs> yeah, there is no Sabbath on here, and certainly yeah. would have listened to it. We should add some. We'll add to it. We'll keep this. We'll keep this sure. playlist live and breathing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we mentioned this uh, before we got into picks, but, um. We cut ourselves off with it had to be out before March of 1986. Right. It made these picks kind of hard at times. It was tough. Yeah. You just imagine a lot of the 80s metal, like, oh, like, I really wanted this. I can't believe it came out in 1988. So Mm -hmm. um, we put that parameter on our picks. Um, Kev, you want to read Ben's email? Sure do. Um, It's titled Getting Strange with Eddie. Uh, I only got four episodes into Stranger Things. Loving it, but holy fuck, these episodes are long. So I know I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't get to know Eddie well, but I think my submission, "We're Not Gonna Take It" by Twisted Sister, is what Ed listens to on his chill playlist. Where Sit back, go? learn a new lick, and still be a rebel. Keep it strange, boys. Benji from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah, Benji will be down here in I don't know, maybe a couple hours. So hell yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch a couple episodes with him, get him caught up. I mean, he's had what six weeks to watch part one. The hell's he been doing, <laughs> dude? The, those episodes are like movie length. Oh yeah, yes. like movie length thing. It's so cool. me and me and Aaron like binged it though. And we were like, yeah, and when it came out, we were like, this is all we're doing on on Friday. Yes, watching Stranger yeah. Things. You got to fully commit to it, man. Mm-hmm. It's, that's all it takes. It, I think I got part two, part one done in two sittings. And then I part two, obviously, in one sitting. You have to yep. watch them. Like, if you watch them that quickly, though, you have to go back and rewatch it because oh, I've yeah. forgotten so much. Yep. But yeah, good pick, Ben. Um, yep. He, he's always. Um, go ahead. He's, he's always just picking exactly. He's right down the middle most of the time. Yep. Yep. Uh, and D. Snyder's a badass, man. I mean, go watch his Senate hearings if you want to know how cool D. Snyder is. He's a fucking cool, cool dude. I actually like I did like handwritten notes because I wanted to be eighties. That's why I didn't like do it. So like I, yeah. like I literally have just a bunch of handwritten notes like all That's over. That's amazing. The place. And uh, <laughs> I all I when I listen to that song I just put 
classic. Just really big at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> just there's not much more you can say than that. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. I was like, there, I'm not touching on this. It's it's just a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to uh, flying high again, <laughs> I I like that that um it, Louis picked it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that he picked like a song that was kind of like uh, parents don't understand kind of thing. Like he's like literally yeah. singing to his mom and dad and like how like I could just see like he he was so he played the outcast so well like he thrived in it like he acted like he loved it but I know it hurt him deep inside to like be kind of an outsider so yeah. it's a perfect song to like embody that uh that feeling of being even like looked at as an outsider by your parents and Eddie I could just see Eddie kind of getting emotional in his room listening to that song like yeah like fuck I like I like being an outsider but kind of hurts too <laughs> yeah you can tell even by the way he says that his uncle works nights at the wherever he works right he's like so i'm home alone and it was yeah. it wasn't like a oh this is cool it's more of like a, oh this is depressing like i know and i can hide drugs around this entire trailer and no one will ever know or care right. yeah i mean that's that nerd swagger that that nerds like him have is an armor like mm-hmm. it's it's his way of like projecting what he wants to feel yeah so he's so he doesn't feel so lonely. Yeah, <laughs> I love that thing. I love when he goes off like in the uh, in the um, cafeteria and he like just talking shit about everybody. It's so perfect. Yeah, um, it's very John Hughes esque. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so one of our new friends, Kevin's friend for a while, uh, her name's Sammy. She says "Bad Side of the Moon" by April Wine. Yeah, and she she's on our Discord. And I think I was in a Discord server, and we started talking about my podcast, and yeah. she wanted to start one, so we just kind of uh, took it from there. And I she's like, "You should make a Discord." She was talking about making a Discord for hers, and I was like, "I should make one." She's like, "Yeah, do it." So um, I did, and uh, yeah, so she submitted uh, "Bad Side of the Moon" by April Wine. Sorry to walk all over you, Bill. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but yes, uh, it's a. So her notes on it were, um, uh, it's a Canadian band. It's not as power metal. It's super soft, classic rock. I feel like Eddie would know a lot of underground music. Uh, April Wine is a Canadian band. May not be super popular in the U.S. So he would get a power trip from finding a solid rock band from another country and showing his other bandmates, like this. This hey, look at this cool shit I found from from. Yes. Uh, the, the great white north um so yeah wrong side of the mood would intrigue him making him think of like a pink floyd kind of thing yeah i like that so yeah it was cool reasoning i mean it's it's wildly different from everything else on our playlist but um it's the softer side of eddie right i i, I wanted to to discuss this with you guys too like i wonder what kind of songs he would like that wasn't metal like if he did have like a guilty pleasure or whatever like he listened to Bowie or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something sure. that's not I, tied to his like identity. Yeah, what is, exactly. What is he exactly. listening to as a guilty pleasure? Exactly. But still, still stuff like that are like outcasts. I could see him listening to like the Rat Pack and stuff like that, and really getting into yeah. it. Anything that's like bombastic and kind of like on the outskirts of society, kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Well, do you guys? Uh, do you guys have a name for your Discord? Like. Uh, like your groupies, like do you have a name that you're gonna call them, like the the Cleffers or something? <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds of a, a, a bit too uh, suggestive, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we we gotta Clef- let the fans name Cleffers? themselves. We can't, we can't, yeah. uh, 
the believers. <laughs> we call them just beaters. <laughs> yeah, the beaters. <laughs> well, Kev, you want to get into your first pick? Uh, yeah, let's get right into it, man. So, like it. I said earlier, I, w- I came at this as Eddie as a guitar player slash historian slash just a lover of all things uh, rock. Uh, so my first pick is Teenage Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. Um, Alice Cooper was a huge deal at the time, real big shock rocker. I mean, looking back at it now, it seems tame. But there was a whole big shock rock thing going on in the 80s where everybody was trying to outdo each other. I mean, there was Kiss who did the makeup. I mean, Guar was still very, very underground at this point, but they existed around this time. Um, Ozzy was biting the heads off bats, supposedly. Uh, so there was a bunch of like really cool shock rock going on, and I definitely think Eddie would have loved uh, Alice Cooper and uh, Teenage Frankenstein. I, I think it's interesting because I think his storyline in the show is very much adjacent to Frankenstein's monster. I mean, Dude. everybody thinks he's this horrible, horrible monster from hell, but really on the inside, he's just a sweet, sweet guy. He's just mm-hmm. in the wrong place at the wrong time, um, forced in a situation he wasn't, he never asked to be in. Um, I mean, it even even to the point where he's hiding out in like a shed, like where yeah. Frankenstein's monster hides out in the windmill or whatever. It, it's there's a there's an angry mob chasing him. So I just think like Teenage Frankenstein is a just a a very uh, apropos pick for uh, for Eddie, and I wanted to yeah. start out there. I, I I mentioned in my notes like I I thought that this not even not like not just a a song he would love but it's like theme song like it's almost like Eddie's theme song yeah it was like you the lyrics are like perfect I could see him identify like uh, feeling that way like every word of the that song just hit home with him you know yeah it, it was a great first pick for the mood playlist especially given what we know about Eddie. It's guitar-driven rock that's about feeling like a weirdo or an outcast, and that's just Eddie to a T. So I thought that was that was perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a teenage Frankenstein. I could see Such him cranking that shit, man. Mm-hmm. I was almost local freak with a twisted mind. <laughs> I was almost a a, uh, a well actually guy with this song because it came out in 1986, but it came out after Eddie. I know. I know. Yeah. It's oh okay. no, we already failed. But. <laughs> But it it worked so well for the playlist. I didn't want to say anything. And I, I was know. hoping it, you wouldn't notice. <laughs> it deserves to be on there. So yeah. he never heard it. That no. makes me so sad. Unless it <laughs> came out as a single on the radio before. Yeah, that's see, that was how I I was gonna justify it, but I didn't look it go. up because I did, I was just hoping you would. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> noticed. <laughs> that's why I put all the years in everybody's songs. Yeah. He had to like fine tooth your picks for texting me that one that one day. Like, yeah. that's not that's ninety two, <laughs> idiot. I mean, to be fair, you were way you were way late. So at least I, I was in the same year. I know. What you got for your but first hey, pick, Tommy? To... I oh, I my first pick is what is my first pick? It's Flight of Icarus. <laughs> by the sweet Iron Maiden, my favorite, one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, I think I, I well, so going back uh, to my my first point, um, when I was telling you guys, I actually, uh, so I felt more um, closely, what's the word? I'm drawing a blank here. Linked. But I, I felt like Dustin in, the, in that situation uh, because growing up, 
I had a cousin, Mikey, that was literally like looked like Eddie. And I hung out with him every chance I could. I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. I still think he's the coolest guy in the world. And he introduced me to music like this and weird stuff. Like he would take me to Spencer's at the mall and buy me like weird spawn action figures. And we would play Beavis and Butthead, the video game together, watch Beavis and Butthead. Like he just introduced me to a lot of things. And I, I just thought he was like such a cool guy. And Iron Maiden was one of his favorite bands. And he would like sing that song like he he showed me the music video and like would sing it and he would do the ah! like all the time and like learn how to play guitar and i was just i would hang out with mikey all the time and uh i had to start it off with that song in honor of mikey just because i felt you know he was so close to eddie and i was like i knew eddie would listen to this song mikey listened yeah. to this song, so. that's awesome dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. W- once i started watching uh Stranger Things 4 again to like refresh before I pick, made my picks for the playlist. I thought you were Eddie for sure, Tommy. Just like the way he yeah. carries himself and the way he's, I don't know. Everything I was like, well, this just is Tommy. Um, so it's funny I, you think you're Dustin. Yeah, I'm more, I feel I'm definitely more Dustin. Yeah, for sure. Cause I, I, I don't have, I don't think I had the balls to be Eddie like in school and stuff. Like I felt like I, like almost like, I was almost like Dustin and Lucas, like how Lucas was kind of on that like line of being popular as well. But like, I, I just like, sometimes I look back and I wish I would have been that fucking cool and just been myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely had his, had him in me for yeah. sure. Did, uh, <laughs> did Kevin tell you that uh, Kevin has a theory that uh, he's Steve and you're Eddie and I'm Dustin. Yeah. And you guys, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. We, we take we, care we of you. <laughs> no, we we fight over Dill. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> He's like, that's "What? So you true. just mad that I have an um, older male friend I'm hanging out with?" He's like, "Oh, what? No, gross." <laughs> yeah, remember how mad? Remember how mad he got when we went thrifting together? Was Dude, I was fun. pissed. I was pissed. I was like, "I want to like, fucking oh, go thrifting." He's like, "Oh, did you guys have a good day together?" <laughs> Would you guys eat? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I was pissed, man. You're so mad. I felt betrayed. Oh, man. <laughs> My little dilly poo was getting stolen away by, by Tommy. It was your fault. You told me I was going to be friends with him. That's true. That's yeah. true. I did. Before you guys even met, I was like, you guys are going to fucking love each other. So. Yeah. You guys are destined to be friends. But the, yeah. the parallels are uncanny because, like, Steve and Dustin have known each other for a couple years and then right, Eddie, right. Eddie and Dustin just meet and then they're, they're just BFFs. Yeah. Bros. Yeah. They have more that scene like where you he and, like grabs his head. Oh. Yeah. Like, and you and Tommy have like your music tastes are more like all of your tastes are more aligned where you and I are more different deal. Uh, still kind of in the same thing. We get along really well, but our tastes and music are, are pretty different. But you and Tommy like the same exact shit. Like you went to the same shows growing up and stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that dude yeah. So the parallels cool. are crazy. <laughs> I, I kind of like how Steve and Dustin have nothing in common, but they're still yeah. like BFFs. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, my thoughts on Flight of Icarus. Sorry to oh, derail yeah. for a Back second. Back to the song. Back to the song. What would an 80s metal playlist be without Iron Maiden? Um, and the fact that our character is named Eddie, uh, which is the character for Iron Maiden. Um, right. And the fact that he yells, this is music at Robin with an Iron Maiden yeah. cassette. Like, that's iconic. That's going <laughs> to. I've been superimposing all kinds of music on top of that meme. Yeah. Um, relentlessly. Did you see the one? Did you see the one Louie made for you on the Discord where he uh-uh. put up a uh, uh, 
fuck. What's the band I was giving you shit about the other day? Uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, he put a he did that with a Bring Me the Horizon uh, album for you and posted it. <laughs> What's funny is I was like laying in bed feeling awful, and I was I had a fever, and I read one. I, it's hard to keep up with the Discord, and I read one line, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I would just do Bring Me the Horizon, and then I woke up like an hour later, and there was like a hundred texts, <laughs> like, and I was like, holy shit, this is Discord's hard to keep up with. But I will say, Iron Maiden, um, sometimes. I'm not like a a huge huge fan of their music, and I think that's because they feel a little soft when it comes to like metal, and it's because they're older, I think. And um, yeah, but I think their aesthetic is probably the coolest of any metal band. That that character no, Eddie that. they have is iconic, and I love every single T-shirt or every other every album cover they've ever made. All of it is so cool. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like Ed. Go ahead. Oh, go on. Go on. I, I just feel like Eddie would have been so jacked. That mascot being his name and everything. And I'm sure he had like Eddie posters on his wall and stuff. Just yeah. thought that it just tickled him to know that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's no, it's again, the Duffer brothers don't do anything by accident. There's a reason his character is named Eddie. Exactly. And there's, there's a reason he holds up an Iron Maiden tape. So, um, they yeah, acknowledged no, I, it too. Iron Maiden saw, they? saw yeah, saw that, that clip. Hell yeah, like, that's awesome. I love like, I love seeing the love from all the metal bands for Eddie. Yeah. Like Metallica put out a, an official post, like an official like like movie poster, it, right? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, fucking, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, no. To your point, Dill, their uh, Iron Maiden's aesthetic is is integral to the metal community. I mean, you're right that they're older. They're they're like transitioning from '70s rock into like '80s metal. So they, they do have a little bit of a softer edge to them and they're, they're super cheesy, but I fucking love, I love them for it because it's what I love about metal. I mean, I talk about it all the time. It's like the cheesier, the better almost for me. And I mean, I love power metal. Like I love iced earth. So they're, they're, they're as fucking cheesy as it gets. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the parallels are, you can't deny them. And even Vecna kind of looks like Eddie a little bit. Like if, yeah, like I think, I mean, I don't know if his character model was based on Eddie, but it wouldn't surprise me either because you know, there it's not exactly the same. Like uh, Eddie is more of like a pure zombie and Vecna's like a more of like a HP Lovecraftian horror, but it's yeah. still, I think just the, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, it's, it's just really cool. And an Iron Maiden deserved to be on this list. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> my first pick is Rocket by Motorhead. Um, there were a lot of enlightening moments this week while I was going and picking my songs, but I think realizing that Motorhead was was and is my favorite metal band from the 80s was a real, a real treat. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned, this is one of the bands on Eddie's Jean Jacket, so I looked into them more than I would have even when we did uh, Metal March through the 80s. Um, and they are both punk and metal, but they don't want to be seen as either. And that's so yep. fucking metal and punk, dude. Like that's yep, fucking exactly. gangster. <laughs> yeah. That's the coolest shit I've ever heard. Like you don't want to be punk. You don't want to be metal. That's so cool. Um, uh, I, I want to read an excerpt from their, their Spotify bio. And then I want to hear your guys thoughts. Um, motorhead wasn't punk rock. They formed before the Sex Pistols, and they loved the hell for leather imagery of bikers too much to conform with the safety-pinned ripped t-shirts of punk. 
but they were the first metal band to harness that energy, and in the process, they created speed metal and thrash metal. Yep. Man, That's I love beautiful. some non-conformist yeah. punk rock metal, um, and the fact that like you want to smoke a cigarette while listening to Motorhead is just like, God, it's. I was like, "Fuck, dude! I love Motorhead more than I realized." Yeah, Motorhead kicks ass. I mean, you got to have Lemmy on a on a on a metal playlist. You have to. I mean, uh, every metal band loves Lemmy, and metal, uh, Motorhead is metal for metalheads. I think so. If that makes sense, you know, it's like it's like when part of my take talks about football guys like mm-hmm. Motorhead or metal guys, you know, through and through. And it's just odd, especially Lemmy with his voice. Like he's got the coolest voice in metal history. I wrote uh, it sounds like he eats glass and smokes unfiltered cigarettes and chases it all with whiskey. Like that's what his voice sounds like. And it's fucking awesome. Like I've n- nobody will ever sound like Lemmy ever again, because if they do, they're like. No, you're not fucking Lemmy, dude. Cut it out. Right. He's just like, we got to protect Lemmy at all costs. (laughs) Uh, He's just a fucking tough dude. Uh, Motorhead always kind of rode a cool line like you were talking about between being heavy but light at the same time. Uh, It's very, very similar to like um, an Iron Maiden or a Judas Priest where they were... They were writing really heavy stuff, but it has it's almost like in a major key, so it feels lighter than it would, but it's still got a deep pocket to it. And I fucking love shit like that. Um But yeah, no, I think uh, Eddie sees Lemmy has his personal meta version of like the Rolling Stones. So like if Ozzy is the Beatles of the British invasion, then Motorhead would be like the Rolling Stones. Still really popular, but not as well loved, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Right. I uh I put down that I feel like metal had like a theme of flying. Like every song talks about flying, and uh, <laughs> and but um one of the lyrics that really like like drew my attention was they, they I forget like the the lyrics leading up to it, but it says something about like toenails curl. <laughs> it's so gross, and I just love that <laughs> side of metal. Is like they'll just the imagery of like of the things that they sing about is sometimes so gross that I, it's, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And toe curling <laughs> means like having sex. So to take something right. that should be sexy and make it like gross is, is yeah. A toenail curl. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Oh man. What you got for your second pick, Kev? Number two for me, Madhouse by Anthrax. Uh, and like I said yes. before, I, I picked uh, my, a lot of my songs based on what Eddie would like to learn how to play. Uh, and the riffs in this track fucking kick ass. I mean, the opening riff is really cool. It's just a bunch of little hammer-ons throughout the the track, little gallops, palm muting, all that stuff that is metal uh, is, is really prevalent in this track. I mean, Anthrax to me is like the little brother that you have to take along with your group of friends as far as the big four goes. Like, <laughs> like he's he does all the things you guys do because he thinks he's cool. But he doesn't. He never quite gets there. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I mean, Anthrax is cool, but they're not. They're not the big. They're not better than, as good as the rest of the big four. Um, but you know, they're great. I mean, I, I I went through an Anthrax phase for sure. And Scott Ian's a cool dude, so he's it's 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 worth having them on here. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, Anthrax is just classic metal to the the core, and uh, yeah, just cool cool riffs. That's all it really takes for me. Yeah, I, I going back to like your your um, point. I I feel like it's like a blanket a blanket statement for like a lot of our songs is like all these songs I feel like 
he like they have such good guitar solos in them and like i mean every metal song does but i can see all of the guys in hellfire club in the garage like that that real chubby guy with the leather jacket and stuff them all like trying to figure out these guitar solos and playing them together and jamming out together um and that's why that's another reason why i like one of your songs coming up kev but uh i'll, I'll circle it back around but um yeah uh i just feel like it's just like a good jam song at the hellfire club would listen to and it's kind of meta if you listen to the lyrics um there's a there's a lyric trapped in a nightmare wish i'd wake whole life begins to shake it's like yeah. literally vecna like raising someone up <laughs> yeah that's dope <laughs> it's so cool yeah i could see eddie like when someone hops in the car with him and he plays this song as like the intro like as soon as you get in the car, he puts in the tape, and he knows this song's going to be the intro, and it's got like that weird cackle and laugh to begin, and you're Take like, "Take your oh. medicine." Yeah, it's fucking, it's creepy, man. And I bet like when he was picking, when he was driving Chrissy out to his, that trailer, I could picture him like playing a song like this. He's like, "You listen to metal? Yes. I'm going to play you a track <laughs> real quick." Um, <laughs> yeah, but I it. I think this was more shock rock than the Alice Cooper song, just because it felt almost like uh, I know it's called Madhouse, but it almost felt like going to like a carnival with like the mirrors and everything. That's what it definitely felt like. Mm-hmm. I think Hopper gets in a fight with someone in season three, and you know, in yeah. a house of mirrors. Does anybody remember? Oh yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind yeah, of the imagery I got for this song. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. So if we could find someone that's good with the internet and can put that song up with hopper going through the house of mirrors <laughs> yeah that would be great i'm gonna do that first please in the <laughs> <laughs> tommy what you got for your second pick so my second pick i had to go with metallica of course um, of course and and it's it's the song i so i'd been watching like a ton of like people pick like apart that scene of him playing and trying to like guitar players trying to figure out the notes and figure out what he was playing a lot of them figured out it was um uh fucking what was it called uh master of puppets a lot of people had um had figured out that it was master of puppets by just the notes that he played for like three seconds in a in a trailer but i was like man i really hope it's um for for whom the bell tolls uh because i i mean the intro of that song is like the clock vecna's clock Mm -hmm. and i thought that would be like as soon as like he starts like he plugs in and just to hear that dong, that would have been so yeah. sick. And then him just start shredding. Cause like, right. I think right before they start singing, there's like a really good, like little guitar shred. And I was, I was really hoping that song would play. So that's why I, I that was like one of the biggest reasons why I picked it. Um, but Masters of Puppets is still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the chimes. I don't, I, I, is it confirmed that the chimes in this song are the chimes from Vecna's clock? Cause they sound very similar. Dude, I like, know if, it might be. If, if they, if they just modulated a little, a little bit, like that would make a lot of sense to me. I mean, it would seem mm-hmm. certainly like a, a good little hidden Easter egg that they would do. Um, maybe they thought about for using who the, who the, for whom the bell tolls, but it felt a little too on the nose. Right. Master, Puppet, yeah. Master of Puppets works too. Cause he uses like, he basically, with his psychic powers is a master of puppets essentially yeah he um, shaped the mind the mind flare or whatever yeah he, yeah with so his telekinesis powers 
Yeah, no, it, it, fucking, I love Metallica, man. I, I listened to Master of Puppets, the album, yesterday, and I was like, fuck, this this album's so goddamn good. Like, 80s Metallica, it kicks ass. Like, it, it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They just, they were right place, right time, right right mood, right sound. Like, they just had, they got everything perfect. And, like, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, those two albums are great. Um, But, yeah, no, of course Eddie loved this song. It's a standout from Ride the Lightning, the album that came out a year before, so... He probably knows how to play this too. Oh, he, <laughs> he knows just, how to play it. He just like, <laughs> oh fuck, this album came out two weeks ago. I gotta learn fucking Master of Puppets. I gotta learn the title track, and it, you know, so of course he's gonna play that on top of the trailer. Yeah, it, right. It's wild that Eddie was in high school when these Metallica albums were coming out. It was like peak metal. Um, ah, so jealous. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we we're stuck with Crabcore Screamo in high school. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like whipping my hair like. <laughs> Um, so late. <laughs> but yeah this song fits uh thematically perfect uh for what's going on with vecna and the upside down um i think kevin took the time to write out some of the lyrics for our notes yeah i forgot about that i'll, um, I'll talk about it in a second but yeah after reading that and i I'd, I'd already kind of picked up on it when i was listening throughout but yeah i thought it was it was perfect i wanted uh, to uh go ahead. Oh, go ahead kevin i wanted to well, um make a point to uh say that uh the way i the way i discovered this song was it was like graffitied on a bridge that i used to go down and um it was in like a creek and we used to go in there and there was actually like an urban legend when i when i like, first moved to ohio about uh there being like a freako in the in the that like controlled the um the creek and was down there at night and everyone said he wore like a leather jacket and was super creepy and i I thought that the Frico was the one that graffitied that. And I was like, for, for whom the bell tolls? I got to listen to that. And it was like a skull and stuff. It was so it was so metal. And then I was like, yeah, this is the music I like. <laughs> this, I am yeah. a Frico. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, wrote, I did write down some lyrics because there's um, the second verse is essentially just Eddie's death scene. Spoilers. Oh, uh, so look, it, take a look at the sky just before yes. you die. It's the last time you will. Blackened roar, massive roar, fills the crumbling sky. So to me, though, that's like the the bats circling them. That's mm-hmm. the blackened roar because it like blotted out the sky. Um, shattered gold fills his soul with a ruthless cry. Stranger now are his eyes to this mystery. He hears the silence so loud. Like, I mean, that just feels like the upside down. Crack of dawn, all is gone except the will to be. I mean, that was him trying, you know, trying to, he, he knew hope was like, hope was done, but he wanted to like save face at the end. He's like, no, I'm not running this time. Yeah. That was his, that was his will to be. Uh, now they see what will be blinded eyes to see. So, I mean, I, I, nobody saw what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Dustin, and the, you know, and he and was the, able to yeah. like give, like give his uncle that closure, the blinded eyes to see like, no, he was a hero, bro. I think yeah. I just I, I know that wasn't I know that wasn't what what it was. I but just got just, chills, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Like as I was I was I read him, I was like, this fits so goddamn well, dude. Like and I I had to talk about it because mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's it's perfect. And uh this that like leads up one of my theories. Um so in so he dies by those bats and in D D lore there was a character called Cast the Bloody Handed, and he was a, he was a, he was Vec in D D lore. He's Vecna's right hand man, 
but then Vecna gets him killed by bats. He like literally dies by the same way Eddie dies. And then he returns as a vampire like years later and kills Vecna with like a fucking sword, like a giant, like he's like a, like a vampire knight and, and ends up in D and D lore kills Vecna. So I, I have a theory that we'll see a upside down version of Eddie looking fucking crazy, Fuck yeah. like a, like some kind of bat slash human a vampire guy and kills, uh, helps 11 defeat Vecna at the end. Fuck hopefully. yes. I, hopefully that, we get see, more of him. That that's a, that's a character revival I could fucking get down with because that's bad as badass as fuck. Like if yeah. he doesn't come back to the real world, he's just stuck in the the upside down. Right. And he's right. like, fuck this guy. I'm I I went through this transformation. I'm gonna fucking kill you now. That's dope as shit. Hell yeah. It'd be so. It'd be so. I please, Duffer Brothers, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you begin. I think they they said they're gonna start writing for season five in August. So. Just uh, just put that in your notes, guys. Yep. <laughs> a feather in the cap, and they have to know that. They oh, they yep. know it for sure. It's like it's like a pretty um, like famous D and D lore, I guess. Yeah, is it's like Kaz the bloody handed character, hmm. or it might be Kaz. I don't know. K a s, K Kaz Kaz. You guys ready for my second pick? Yeah, man. Well, what did you think of mine? Did you tell Did you tell me what you thought of my song, For Whom the Bell Tolls? Yeah, I I said I liked it. I said it fit good thematically. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Kevin went on his his big long rant about the lyrics. So sorry. I, I mean, I already knew the lyrics fit really well, and then I read his little thing about that, and I was like, damn, it's perfect. It almost makes well, you wish that song was on instead of Master of Puppets. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but my second pick is Ball Crusher by Wasp. Um, this was another one of the bands that was on Eddie's jean jacket. I think this song could easily be annoying as hell, but it rocks way harder than the other song that I picked during the eighties, eighties playlist that we made. I think it was called like animal fuck like a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Super yeah. inappropriate music. Yes. But... The first lyric was, I got pictures of naked ladies <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I can. I I I always I watched season four of Stranger Things thinking that Eddie kind of had a crush on Robin because mm-hmm, she was like, you know, kind of out, out of his league and like just like unobtainable. And he didn't know her preference on on partners, but I can imagine him jamming this while pining over Robin, uh, just because the track is basically about he digs a girl that has a girlfriend who's seventeen and. It's I don't know the song is perfectly horny for a high schooler, right? Um, Wasp is just a horny band in general. They are the reason that they should take away horny pills for for guys in their fifties because these guys are rock hard all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, so I didn't listen to the lyrics, so I heard Ball Crusher or whatever. And like how it was kind of like, you know, dismissing whoever the ball crusher was in the, the in the chorus. So I saw this as like, this is probably something you know how the classic in the '80s movies where they like throw a rock at your window and hold the boombox up. I forget what movie that's from, but I imagine Eddie doing that in kind of a bizarro way, where he's like, "I'm gonna go 
ruin this bitch's day. I'm going to go throw rocks at her window, play ball crusher at her. Yes. And then dude. go home, get high and giggle about it with all of his friends. Like I got fucking got her. <laughs> got her. Like that, that, that it's just the perfect, they're the perfect band for an immature teen. And I love it. I mean, what was, what was the acronym? We are sexual predators. That was the rumor or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, the horny boys are back and I, you know, it always makes me giggle listening to Wasp, but you're, you're right, uh, Dill. They, they do, they're legitimate. And like I say all the time, joke bands that are actually talented are fucking the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the animal song that I picked for the other eighties uh, playlist that we made, it felt a little more like uh glam Rocky. And this yeah. felt like more of like a actual metal song. Yeah. hundred percent. Hell Yeah. I actually, uh, I actually interpreted it more like I, I could see Eddie like, uh, maybe going through like a bad breakup and playing this song, and just like you know dismissing the chick like fuck her like I'm gonna listen to Ball Crusher, and uh, it it's uh, like I like I make a lot of points about is like the imagery that metal has. I love that it starts out like Black Magic Voodoo Queen or something like that. Like, um, I just think he would love those lyrics and and would uh think about his ex while he listened to that song yeah i think the hold on i'll pull up the lyrics real quick yeah yeah um such a wicked vicious woman black magic voodoo queen lesbo nymphomaniac oh she's got a girlfriend that is 17 Ah. that's perfect yep jesus christ if he he had like it's so problematic dude yeah but what are you gonna do what are you going to do? It was the 80s, man. Yeah. Uh, Kev, what you got for your third pick? So my third pick is Stargazer by Rainbow. So Dio's band before he went solo. And Dill, I want you to give your notes first because I you took my notes for this after you. Okay. And uh, it made me laugh. Uh, I imagine the rest of Kevin's picks just being songs that Eddie's uncle showed him. Because <clears throat> a lot of the songs Kevin picked uh, going forward are all in the 70s or early 80s. Um, and Eddie would have been really young and impressionable. And that's like music from the nineties and two thousands was when I was heavily influenced by music from my uncle and my dad. Uh, and I could see, um, his uncle showing him this track and thinking like, damn metal is just cool as fuck. And it's completely different than the other metal on this playlist, but it's, I thought it was a really cool song, but it's long as fuck and fuck you for that, Kevin. It's like almost nine minutes long. It is almost nine minutes long. Leave it to Kevin to give us another like ten minute song. Yep. <laughs> Sorry guys. So you know it's but thing. I loved it. <laughs> uh but no, yeah. So I read that and I didn't even think about that, but it's it's it was so fucking funny to me. Like I as I read it, I actually cackled to myself. I, and so my first night is fuck you till <laughs> I'm the cool uncle, all right. Um <laughs> uh, but no, I picked this song because I, I wanted to have I I wanted to have a Dio song on there because Dio is just the he's the godfather of metal i mean he's credited with the devil horns uh so you have to have dio on here so i'm fine having him on here twice it's two different bands it's so it's technically not twice uh but he was in so many goddamn bands in the 80s you're gonna get some overlap somewhere uh but no i i I, the guitar in this is awesome it's just really cool almost like psychedelic rock metal like rainbow fucking kicks ass it's my favorite dio project uh just because they are very very aware of how nerdy they are and they just really lean into it 
Plus, Rainbow is such a funny name for like a, a cool metal band. <laughs> it's like the complete antithesis of what you think of as being a metal band. It's but, so metal. Uh, it is. It's it, yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> it's so not metal. It becomes metal again. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he he like Eddie was growing up when uh, Ronnie James Dio was really at the height of his popularity. He was doing Black Sabbath at that time. Still doing some Rainbow stuff in the early '80s. His solo stuff, and it's all great. Uh, Eddie would have loved Ronnie James Dio because, like I said, he is the godfather of metal. He, like like we talked about with Iron Maiden, he's just as important to the metal aesthetic as anything else. And I, I love Dio's voice because he's such a small person. He's like 5'1 and like mm. super skinny, but he's got this huge fucking voice. And it's just so funny to to look at him singing these songs and getting, I don't know where he gets it from. It comes from straight from the bottom of his balls, I guess. I don't know. Mm. It's metal It's a hell. <laughs> yeah, it's metal. You say metal Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Just, uh... <laughs> I love oh, that. Christ. Um, it's, not yeah, even his, it's not even his mouth. It's just the fucking vagina singing. <laughs> <laughs> he just has the mouth along the lyrics. Like, she, she's in control. It's just a, it's a secret mic tucked in the pants down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but no yeah Dill, you're right this is a long fucking track i don't actually i full disclosure i don't think i listened to the full song at all this week <laughs> oh really all right yeah i get it i i know what this song's about i picked it because the guitars are cool not because it was a long song um right. but yeah um th- this was another i thought maybe that eddie would uh get inspiration for a campaign from um I th- there's like a really cool like imagery like hot wind moving fast across the desert tower of stone made from flesh and bone i could just see like you guys are moving like he's like setting up the scene for like them t- about to fight somebody like you're going through the hot winds in the desert you approach a, a tower made of flesh and bone what do you do do you enter like blah, blah, blah. i could see him just like getting a ton of inspiration from the song to do his D campaigns yeah i love that chorus too the week where he's actually saying that yeah. The tower of stone made of flesh and bone. It's like it's so just so sick, fucking cool. Dude. It's so sick. And then the, yeah, now the chords, the, the guitars in between too. The Adana, just fucking cool. I love, I love Dio so much. Me too. I want him to, I want him to be my dad. <laughs> I, I think he was like every, every, like um, I, I guess I'm giving away the reason why I picked my Dio song. But like I feel like everybody, he was like the metal kid's dad. Like yeah. he, everyone had a Dio poster in their room. It reminds me of Tenacious D, like when he's like his dad comes in and he's like being a dick, and Dio starts talking to him, like yeah. through the yeah. poster. It's so funny. Yeah. You want to just I mean, get into your Dio pick, Tom? I know. I was like, might as well. Yeah. 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 So I just picked Holy Diver because it's a Dio classic. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and, yeah. No more thought needed, so, man. Yeah, it's so good. I love the album art, like or like the the single art, I think, or whatever is like that that devil like on the rocks and like the pastors or priest or whatever is like drowning yeah. in the water. That was it's that so was the poster. Like, that was so the poster sick. we had. Yep. I love it. so that's that is the exact reason why I picked that song. I know <laughs> Eddie it, every metal kid was listening to that song, so Eddie was listening to that song as well. Yeah, uh, he Dio was one of the bands on Eddie's uh, metal jacket or mm-hmm. his jean jacket. So, there we go. um, it feels uplifting. It's almost like montage music should be playing 
while Eddie and Dustin are making their little weapons and doing all the shit they were yeah, doing dude. before out in the field. Um, yeah, when they were preparing to go to the Upside Down, this felt like it should have been playing in the montage. Or, you know, having having this playing while people were walking in and they're about to do like a, a Hellfire session, it felt like all of it was like, ah, oh, man, I, I, I was so pumped listening to this song because it felt like it was probably the most uplifting song we've had on this playlist. It would have fit that montage good too because I feel like they had to like dive into the mm-hmm. fucking pit too. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean the the first lyric is "Holy diver, you've been down too long in the midnight sea." Like it's uh, it's I don't know, it's perfect. And I, I, I as we're talking about this, it almost pisses me off because this feel like Eddie's storyline feels like what the Duffer Brothers wanted to do from like a really thematic standpoint where i think they're metalheads and i think they love D, but they they're kind of and it's not a bad thing because it's part of what i love about the show but they're they have to do like the more uh accessible version of the 80s that's why uh running up that hill is such a big part of this this, this season like they they focus on like the radio friendly stuff but this this that's why i love this the hawkins storyline so much in this season because it feels that feels like what the duffer brothers really want to do is is like right. cool metal dark shit fucking cool action body snapping every which way like that's metal as fuck and i think that's that's why i i i think it feels it feels like the most time was put into that part of the story because i feel like that's what they actually want to do and i would love to see them just do that only so Dude, they're supposed to make a spin-off show so maybe it'll be like heavily metal like this just season. all metal all metal all yeah. the time Duffers. please give us more <laughs> papa i want more movie because uh-huh. that take that yes <laughs> me want more movie me want more movie <laughs> oh. oh my god my third pick is Stirring the Cauldron by Whiplash. Uh, after my last pick being corny as hell, corny and horny as hell, I was ready to open <laughs> up this fucking pit. Um, probably one of my favorite discoveries while going through old 80s metal playlists, and I think I ended up going to Thrash from the 80s. This is kind of where I think me and Eddie would have really saw eye to eye was Thrash Metal mm-hmm. because it's just metal at po- punk rock speed and... Um, I think me and Eddie would have really had that in common. Um, it's probably the roughest cut we have on any of the songs on this playlist. It definitely sounds the most 80s, mm-hmm. I think, because it's one of the few songs on this playlist that doesn't have like a remaster. Um, and remasters are for sissies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> give, you don't give need us a, the true. You don't need a remaster path. if you do it right yeah. the first time. So. Yeah, so. yeah. I wrote it. It it does sound like it was recorded in a basement with a with a potato, but <laughs> there's something cool about that. Like I, I go back and I, I contradict myself with this on this all the time. Whereas like I'm all about production value, but when you get something like this, it sounds fucking awesome. Uh, so I I get the metalheads. They're like, no, I only want the raw uncut demos. I don't need that overproduced shit. Because when you get a song like this, it just sounds right. Like this song shouldn't have good production value it should sound exactly like it does and i think exactly eddie would have appreciated that as well and you know and as expected dill you're the high hanging fruit guy we're on the low hanging fruit guy so you need a giraffe's neck to get to your shit and i love it so love you going for the deep cuts it's it's uh, it always brings you know 
it makes me makes me feel like this podcast is more legitimate <laughs> yeah. so uh but no that yeah like i said there's a certain charm to metal that sounds like this um it's just good old thrash and there's nothing wrong with that and like specifically the guitar tone in this song reminds me of like guar when they were first starting out when they were more of like a like a hardcore punk band and um like it's just that this is just little hits of guitar tone that reminded me of an early guar so uh just you know something from my own personal personal touchstones there absolutely the when i got to this song i i was like thank you dill i knew you'd put like some punk style like thrash metal music like i was like this is why i hit you guys up because i wanted <laughs> shit like this on it that i wouldn't think about that i would just put like a bunch of iron maiden on it you know but uh I feel like you had a little bit of a theme with your picks. There's a, a lot of witchy woman uh, songs. They they mention w- uh, witches in this song a lot. So, yeah, and a, and a lot of your other songs too. <laughs> yeah, I I like women that scare me, and I feel like me and Eddie have that in common. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I thought this was a cool pick because it kind of reminds me of like maybe not something Eddie had shown to him. Maybe he went to like a record store and saw this in like the metal section and just picked it up and took it home and this is what he 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 ended up really loving it because <clears throat> especially like when fye was a thing and a lot of the record stores yeah. we had you go in there without knowing anything about certain artists and you could listen to it on the little preview and take it home that was always really cool to like discover music that way so i don't know maybe he did maybe he didn't but i thought this was a really cool band that i'd never heard of it's our podcast he, still. We that's that's what happened. That's right. Yep. <laughs> it's real I think me. he would have. I think he would have liked the uh, the album art for that specifically. If he saw it in like a, a vinyl store or a record store, he'd be like, "Dude, I gotta I gotta get this record. This looks sick." What's more punk it's rock like, than a, a, looks like a fucking ten year old drew it? I know, yeah. dude. Yeah, exactly. Color pencil. It's so <laughs> sick. What was uh, No Pressure's album cover from last week too? Is exactly like that. Yep. Actually, I'm going to send uh, that to you while we're thinking about it, Tommy. Oh, word, word. Yeah, let me look. Uh, so, while you're doing that, I'll get started on my fourth pick. How about that? Let's do it. All I right. like it. So, my fourth pick is Rock Bottom by UFO. Uh, this is a track from 1974. So, this is definitely not something Eddie discovered on his own. This is definitely something his cool uncle that would s- sneak him a sip of beer and put on, you know, his old UFO albums would <laughs> would would introduce him to um but yeah no i actually a long time ago the reason the show is named the way it is because i had a blog of the same name years ago when i was like i'm just gonna find obscure shit and just break them down i would do album by album breakdown of an artist so that was it took me fucking forever that's why i stopped doing it um (laughs) but it's um this was this was on a playlist i still have that was going to be my next blog where it was like metal like the beginnings of metal and every time i would listen to ufo i was just like fuck these guys are heavy they're they're heavy they're not really metal but they're hard rock for sure and they're the they're kind of like a progeny thing for all i think metal bands that come after them because this fucking guitar lick to open is just the coolest shit in the world man i love it then i'm not i'm not gonna attempt to do it because i'll fuck it up but it's 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 really really good and again like i said this is something that i think eddie would love to just kind of sit around and noodle with and try to figure out how to play uh just because it seems like a cool um 
I don't know, just a cool thing. His uncle would show him like, hey, listen to these guys. They rock, don't they? Here, have yeah. some Budweiser. Have some Budweiser. Uh, it's definitely yeah. dead, dad rock that would that would be shown to him for sure, and he'd appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think he. this is like something he would like when he first got his guitar and he his uncle played this for him all the time and he would sit in his room as like a little 12-year-old and try to figure out all the, the hammer-ons and stuff. So, yeah. It, this one, this song also was very fitting. Like all the songs, like literally, line, like like the you mentioned, this is kind of the season that the Duffer Brothers always wanted to do because like the season is very metal, and like every metal song that we picked, almost like par- is parallel to the season. Like there's a lyric in Rock Bottom. It's like darkness closing, uh, shadow work or shadow work closing in above the lamps in your street. Lucifer goes walking down free to meet it's like the upside down like coming into the fucking and vecna's just like coming through like it's literally that song like yeah we'll see the upside down in the real world next season and vecna will be fucking walking around with demigorgons and bats and shit it's gonna it's gonna be this song it's gonna be sick yeah yeah it it's it's a really cool song it's it's a 70s rocker you can tell like distinctly the i don't know if it's like the guitar tone or what but um it, you can tell all the influences from all the hair metal bands came from bands mm-hmm. like this uh so yes. when eddie probably heard this from his uncle he liked it for the same reason he liked 80s metal the guitars rock and the vocalist just has like undisputed swag it's i don't yeah. even know what it is but he's got like he's got some gusto this probably led him down the road to metal and everything this was like a definitely like he started listening to bands like this and then just went off on his own mm-hmm. later on. Who's up? Should I go into my next pick? Let's do it. Yeah, that I, was I, that I, was I, about I, the most awkward transition we've ever had. Should in, I go two on years to my of doing this? No, I I was I was scrolling and I scrolled too far and I got the songs of the show. I was like, there's no way we're done, but I, I'm definitely lost. Uh, we are yes. on our fourth picks. Yep. And my fourth pick is Die by the Sword by Slayer. I had to get Slayer on there. One of, another one of my favorite bands. Um, where's, let's see here. Um, what do I got? What do I got? Die by the Sword. Uh, cut this out. This is Dead Air. Nope, keeping it. This is, this is it. what I get. This is what I get for writing down my notes. We don't, we don't edit shit here, Tommy. Me and me and Kev are just happy you uh, took you notes go. this week. Yeah, Here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, this is just like another one of those songs. I think that I would have con- like me and Eddie would have listened to together. I probably would have showed him Slayer and been like this, this like punk rock style, like thrasher metal. Um, and it's about wizards and black knights and shit. So it's it's right D and D as like, fuck. It, yeah, it's D and D as fuck. I fucking love Slayer. Everything they do is so cool and. That's, I think Eddie would appreciate Slayer for sure. Yeah. It definitely would have played into the satanic panic. Uh, yes. Just the imagery yeah. of Slayer um, that was going on in Hawkins. Uh, I, I wrote down a little quote that I would imagine someone in Hawkins saying, my baby can't be listening to this. It's going to open a portal to hell. Which, in right. a very different way, they're right. It is going to open a portal to the Upside Down. But it is funny that just... A little bit of imagery and some darker themes and music can cause people to just freak the fuck out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the satanic panic. 
So, I mean, that's 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 kind of the basis for all of this shit, right? So right. it was linked to metal, not only D and D. But yeah, no, I, I like that because yeah, we've talked about it before on the, the the podcast where I'm I'm go back and forth on whether I love Slayer or hate Slayer, and this is a Slayer song that I love, and I, you could be, I think it's because you can tell it's like early Slayer, so it's before they really just lean full full force into thrash which is not super my favorite thing um but you know slayer like it's just it's like they were this is slayer in a chrysalis before they bloomed into this like black thrash metal butterfly and i kind of like that i like seeing like where they came from but you know i think carrie king gets a solo because of course he does he's he's the riff master uh and i'm sure eddie went fucking crazy for it as a guitar player so yes, just learn dude. just i'm sure carrie king was like a hero of his um and you know he of course he tried to play carrie king riffs and probably failed miserably so but uh, i mean what's what's more appealing to a kid that's learning guitar than getting to play as fast as possible and i think that's why I, I imagine him loving thrash is like because i love it because it goes fast i couldn't imagine mm-hmm. like having a guitar like he does and just trying to play things that you're hearing and you want to you want to recreate those and you're going to put them in your band um, yeah yeah i mean carrie carrie king plays a flying v like just the most ridiculous guitar ever because you can't play it sitting down because there's no way to sit it in your lap so you have to stand up and you have to fucking rock out while you're playing it and that bc rich warlock that eddie plays is kind of the same way you can't really sit that guitar in your lap you have to stand up and play it um so yeah everything about uh i mean bc rich makes a flying v too so it's perfect um but yeah no uh i had another point i don't remember what it was so we'll just move on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good call (laughs) thanks well if you if you uh if you remember we'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um my fourth pick is There's No Tomorrow by Overkill. Um I picked it mainly because I really like the guitar solo from 215 to 250. Um everything else just felt a little bit off with the song. I don't know what that was. I do like the There's No Tomorrow slogan being like uh like an Eddie Munson mantra. And the album artwork can be interpreted as them in the upside down because it's like four guys standing there and looking upon like fire. So I thought it was really cool. Um, but I can't wait. I want Kevin to go next just because I want him to talk about the drums because it is fucking, dude, it's comical. They're, they're fucking miserable, dude. Like I thought there was something wrong with the track I was listening to because it feels like it jumps and starts and it's just... I don't know how this got into a master cut because it's so fucking miserable. These drums, they're so bad. It's like, I don't know if they're ahead of time or they're behind time or whatever it is. It gave, it gave me a fucking headache every time I listened to it. That being said, the guitar slow fucking kicks ass. Everything else around those drums is pretty cool, but those drums, they're so poorly mixed or played or whatever it is. That's the only thing I could think about because the song pissed. They were better off like using electronic drums or something. Yeah, anything. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, no, it's it's a you know it's the Speed Wars in the eighties. These guys were definitely part of it for sure. Because I mean this this guitar solo is fucking wicked fast and it's it's good, Uh, except for those drums which make me want (laughs) to die. 
It probably would have been easy for the Hellfire Club to learn. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, just just play at a time, and then we'll play a yeah. song. It uh, almost sounds yeah. like Dustin was asked to like slap a <laughs> slap something along to the guitars. It's fucking miserable, dude. I did like the lyrics. Like he's it like goes on and on, and he's like, "Cause you're dead." Like that, I could see like Eddie just belting that out, like very loudly in his like this is music uh, tone of voice <laughs> there's no tomorrow because you're dead <laughs> <laughs> hold on real quick I, this is bad radio but i don't know can you guys see that oh no here i'll yeah, whatever it's on the Discord. i can see it yeah yeah uh you couldn't read the text though it's all glary but it's it's a nancy wheeler meme i'll share it with you tommy oh hell yeah Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the the Nancy Wheeler uh, memes where it's like she brings gats. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Like, this is this is so funny. <laughs> this is my Glock forty. <laughs> um, oh shit. Yeah, are we uh, are we moving on? Are we back to we my my last. Are you are we done? Yeah. Were you done, Tommy? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got distracted by memes. I apologize. Um, oh, good. So yeah, my last pick. We're we're in the home stretch here, and. I think Tommy, we had picked, we had both picked a Metallica song, so uh, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll take mine off and I'll put in Rush because Rush is the nerdiest band of all time. Um, all D and D nerds love Rush, and I put in YYZ because, you know, whatever Guitar Hero and it's a guitar instrumental. It fits with my theme of Eddie wanting to just learn how to fucking jam out and play guitar really well and play you know it's it's rush so of course he knew rush because he, he he's a dungeon master so um yeah again this is something his 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 uncle probably played version one of D D. <laughs> so right and listened to rush so this is this is absolutely 100 the the final uh final boss of funkel Funkel Eddie's guy or Eddie's Eddie's Funkel. There we go. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. <laughs> but you know, I, I so I had this whole backstory where, like, I think Eddie's Funkel played bass. Okay. And so he showed Eddie this when he and Eddie first started playing guitar and started getting a little better. And he, this was like kind of how they bonded. They learned how to play YYZ together. So every time like he would go and visit his uncle for a weekend, they would just sit in the basement and kind of jam and like learn the different parts of YYZ. Uh, so this was like this, this YYZ is a special memory for Eddie. Yeah. This <laughs> is my head cannon. That's beautiful. I like that a lot. I like. I think my. I was like on the same path. Like I thought that maybe like this is a song that Hellfire Club and the boys would jam out together. This is just let's play some YYZ and they would just go in and just start fucking playing that song. I love it. Yeah, would Eddie fuck with a, a mostly instrumental track from Rush? Of course he does because a it's yeah. Rush and b his uncle more than likely showed him this. I imagine Eddie was listening to a band like Wasp. And his uncle like came over and put his hand over the speaker, turned it off, took it out, and went and put a rush uh, cassette <laughs> yeah. in. It was like, this is music. Mm-hmm. You think Wasp is good? Fuck that. We're listening to Rush. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love the. I had completely different thoughts for my notes, but as soon as I read the uncle note, I completely co-opted your idea. <laughs> it's so. It was so fucking funny to me. Your picks are were perfect for it. <laughs> Yeah, I 
I, I, you can tell the way his uncle cared for him, especially after the search was <laughs> this continued. Un- this uncle we just made up. He just he fucking loved him. Man. Yeah, well, he had like the the most emotional scene in the whole fucking show with him and Dustin, and he's like, "Oh, you meant his actual uncle? My bad." Yeah, mm. when Dustin's like talking to his uncle, um, and his that uncle's like, raw, "Everybody, dude. everybody's saying he's like some." demon person and all this yeah. he's like no he was a hero like that that everything about that made me want to talk about the uncle this whole episode so tommy what you got for I your fifth that. pick my fifth pick my last and final pick was um the skull the skin i met and it's just a, a cool song about witches and shit and then I, uh, I, I, it's another one of those things where I think like if Eddie was listening to Iron Maiden and appreciated like their vibe, Megadeth would probably slide in there um, because their fucking, uh, their like mascot is so cool. And they sing about, they like it almost, this song is almost like how their mascot was born. It's like the lyrics is like, um, prepare the patient scalp, scalp. Uh, metal caps his ears, steel visor, iron staples close his jaw. And if you look at the Megadeth dude, he's got like this fucking huge ass metal visor with these like chains hanging down off his ears and his his mouth is stapled shut. So it's just a cool song. I think Eddie would would uh, definitely appreciate um, their imagery on that. Yeah, I think. Like... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, no, like the I, I love their their mascot. I think one of my favorite album covers of all time. I think it's the "Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good" album, where it's just mm-hmm. like a super fried image of that mascot, like holding like a gun or something like that. And it just it looks really bad, but it also is fucking cool as shit at the same time. Um, I think that's the album. I could be wrong, uh, but it, either way, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, so. Dill, you go first because I kind of play off your notes as well on the, on this one. Uh, I'm just gonna do a quick salute to the drums in this track because it was the first time that I heard drums on on this whole playlist that I was like, "Holy fuck, the drums kick ass!" A lot of times the drums felt like they were keeping time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I just said. <laughs> um, there, there's a there's a funny clip from that Metallica documentary where. They're uh, they're trying to record Saint Anger, and Lars and uh, James Hetfield are arguing, and he's like, "Well, I was just trying to do something different." He's like, "The drums are supposed to keep time," and that's <laughs> um, that's always been so funny to me because that was the thought of drummers in the '80s was like keep the time, and you could do cool stuff sometimes, but not all the time. This song broke all those rules. We hear some really great guitar work, but I haven't really been blown away by the drums until this track. Uh, it makes me want to drive down a back road and just blare the fuck out of this because the drums make me want to like get down in a pit and throw some bows. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and to your point, um, again, we were taking notes at the same time this morning. So <laughs> we were like racing to see who could be done first. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So yeah, the, the drums, I think to your point, Bill, they could, they sound very much like, and idling like a huge v8 just idling ready to fucking shake the doors off every other car in a, in a square mile that's why i think these drums sound cool and i think your 
you wanting to just fucking blare it and drive as fast as you can down a back road is exactly what this song is made for because that's what the drum track sounds like to me just a fucking huge v8 just with a fucking big ass muffler so you can hear it from fucking miles away that that's that's what these drums are to me um and i always forget about how how much i love megadeth until i listen to megadeth again they're fucking good man like dave mustaine is a really creative songwriter and it really comes through in their entire discography uh but yeah um but the bass is really fucking good in this song too like it just punches through every at every single point and it makes it feel like really powerful like it's, it's almost like the bass is reaching through all of the other noise and pulling you back down with it every single time he he fucking hits a string it's just really really good like it's a great fucking track i love this track so much and i love megadeth hell yeah this is probably you could probably tie this back to like maybe his uncle uh was showed him the base of this song like he's like i know how to play this and <laughs> bought, brought out his bass showed him and then they like just sat there and, and, pl- and listened to megadeth together this has been uh the eddie munson and uncle munson playlist thanks for listening yes guys. exactly um, yeah no it's you know what's uncle, funny uncle munson. what's funny to me dill is when i read the uncle note i didn't think you meant like his uncle in the show i thought you meant like just a made-up uncle so that's the, that's what i was going with the whole time yep <laughs> but no it was actually, i mean they're cool yeah there was an uncle in the show that i just i'm an idiot you forgot so. about the most like heart heart-wrenching part of the show <laughs> yeah i didn't forget well, i was just i just had this headcanon i was like oh yeah he just got this cool kind of burnout uncle that he goes to see sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we all had him we all had mm-hmm. that metalhead uncle that showed us cool shit <laughs> uh so my fifth pick is mordor by running wild um the song is long and repetitive but by golly that drum intro makes me a moist boy i listened to that probably more than anything else this week i don't even know what he did and it wasn't even that cool but the fact that that's how they started it instead of like a guitar riff that's all you had to do um but the song is what we love about metal what we love about eddie what we love about dustin what we love about stranger things it's nerdy but charming um right Dustin and Eddie's friendship was one of the best things about this season, and it makes me happy that there was a song we could uh, have on this playlist that would accentuate that friendship because uh, there is a moment he's like, it sounds like you're asking me to go to Mordor with you. And as soon as he said that and I heard this song, I was like, perfect. He would listen to this for sure. (laughs) Listen, probably like probably listening to this while he's like reading the Lord of the Rings books in the, I think in season one, they mentioned that like the Hobbit had just came out or something and they were re- like the the little the uh original four were like reading that and they're talking to hopper in the in the principal's office and uh yes mordor is perfect and it it fits back i think in like one of the lyrics in that song is like a dragon is watching for the fortress um talks about black knights and stuff i can just see this going into a D campaign that eddie writes like yep gonna do definitely do one based off of this yeah no i think uh good on you dill again for making the mordor reference as on the nose as possible i and i because that is one of my favorite scenes in this whole season where there's something about 
nerds and a group of people that aren't nerds that is so fucking cool to me because when that's happening eddie looks up at dustin and it's like sounds like you're asking me to go to mordor and like dustin's face lights up because he knows what's (laughs) happening but everybody else is like what the fuck are they talking about and that to me is fucking what nerd culture is all about because it's fucking awesome And, and, and you like but it's until you know why it's awesome, you can't understand it. There's no possible way you can understand it. And that's why people are weirded out by it. Like mm-hmm. that just him saying that and Dustin knowing exactly what that means, that they were about to be Frodo and Sam going into Mordor by themselves to give the rest of the people that can actually fight a, a, a chance. Like they were, they were Frodo and Sam going to drop the ring in Mount Doom because like that's exactly what Eddie playing the guitar solo was. Like it right. was kind of like they the kind of opposite because in the books they're trying to keep the eye of Sauron off of Sam and Frodo, but they do kind of a reverse of that where they're like, "I'm going to distract the big bads, so you guys have a chance to actually do what needs to be done." Uh, and it's just it the the parallels were awesome, but and so much is said by just that zoom in on Dustin's face as it lights <laughs> up and he knows exactly what Eddie is trying to say and everybody else. It, it's so funny to watch like pan around to the other characters and they're like. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's just like it, I don't know. That's that to me is why I love being a nerd because we do we like cool shit. <laughs> yeah, it, nobody else knows how cool it is, and it's our thing. And uh, I don't know. It's just fucking sweet. Um, but yeah, as far as the track goes, it's it's cool. It's pretty basic. There's a cool solo around the three thirty mark. Um, but to me, I just loved being able to kind of ruminate on that scene and how much I loved it as somebody who is just a giant fucking nerd and how, how cool it was to see nerds represented in such a cool way. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of my favorite things about this band, cause I was looking them up after this album, they went on to make like almost exclusively like, um, what the, f- hold on, uh, like pirate music. They made pirate metal for like the next 30 years. No way. Yeah. Which is incredible. Like they did one like super two, one or two like super dark albums. And then they went on to just make like pirate metal. So you can kind of feel that uh, kind of nerdiness in them. But if you look up their album artwork now, it's like all of them, like just like uh, Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. It's awesome. No way! I gotta, I gotta look this up. I'm, I'm gonna listen to those albums yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds sick. Um, all right, there we go. There's our playlist. There's um, your playlist, guys. I hope you, you've been jamming it out. Yeah, we, this is probably the most listened to playlist we've ever made, dude. I've been yeah. like literally smashing play on that every single day. Like when I get up in the morning and do the the pallets. It's like giving me strength to like make like we had like one of like the hardest weeks. We like released like a big uh, one of like those space foods or something like that. And so I had to I, I needed some some metal to, to get me through it and uh, and working out to it, too. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I worked you, out to it, it every day this week. Yeah, it gives you some serious strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to lift heavy stuff all the time while, yeah. <laughs> while I was listening pick, to this. Pick things up and put them down. That's what metal's good for. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You guys want to do uh, songs of the show? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll Mine's go lame, first. so I'll, 
Okay, you go first. Yeah, let me go first because it kind of it ties into the playlist. It was like an honorable mention for the playlist. Um, oh, okay. It's Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. Had to get a Priest song on there. I was upset when I realized we didn't have one this morning. So um, I did have Electric Eyes, but then Dylan pointed out that we did that for our 80s metal playlist in March. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just do Breaking the Law then. <laughs> so Priest fucking rocks, man. Uh, they're they're cool as shit. If you've, never, if, you don't want, if you've never listened to Judas Priest, give them a listen. They kick ass. Yeah, I'm going to add our our Metal March through the 80s. Uh, I'm going to add that at the bottom of this playlist if you guys are looking for some more 80s music. Uh, That was a really fun thing we did in March, going through each decade and picking songs and having a bunch of people on. So uh, it's definitely worth having in this as an honorable mention. Tom, what do you got for your song of the show? Uh, My song of the show is just Master of Puppets, just because I've been listening to it so much after he shredded it and listening to that whole album as like a whole like once our playlist was over i'd pretty much just put master of puppets on after after it and after i I do kind of want to add it to the playlist too because i think i think it'd be cool to open up with master of puppets and then let the things we think eddie likes roll roll after that yeah in honor of honor of his big his big scene (laughs) yeah yeah that's gonna be iconic here next oh dude 10 years we'll be talking about Eddie's thrash and uh I I was not caught up and Kevin sent a text like master of puppets is going to be huge this year and I didn't know what he meant and I was like oh no that means Eddie's going to get taken by Vecna I I had no idea but what we got was way better yeah I was trying to say that without being spoilery yeah because I was I was alluding to the fact that um Kate Bush was a number one single and I was yeah like, here comes Metallica's moment in the sun. Right. Finally, uh, Metallica think... gets a voice. Yeah, finally. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that, that 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 little engine that could Metallica. <laughs> they needed their their place on stage one more time. Like mm. there is <laughs> their place in the spotlight one more time. Mission Impossible songs weren't enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my song of the show is "Something New to Worry About" by I Feel Fine. I've been on a really weird. Uh, indie rock kick uh, since we've been doing uh, Origami Angel. Been finding a lot of cool bands just from recommended artists after that. So I've got like a whole playlist that I've been digging through. And this is one that just like um, it's math rock, it's emo, it's it's indie rock. It's it's cool and it's completely different than what we've been listening to this week. So it was something I thought was worth adding. Yeah, cool. I fucking loved it, dude. It's It's sick as shit. It's it's right up my alley as far as like that genre of music goes. Well, hell yeah, hell, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh hell, hell yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> well, Tommy, thanks for coming on, my man. Thank you for the, yeah, hey, the idea for this playlist. We had so much fun this week. Thank you for being so down to do it. Like I was so excited after like Kevin finally like woke up and. <laughs> read all the ridiculous t- texts we were <laughs> we were imagining about him waking up that that, that morning yeah <laughs> he that... was he was bait he was basically like banging miss wheeler in our fantasy yeah. oh yeah that's right you guys are fucking weird man like I you know. guys you guys fantasize about me having sex with older women an alarming amount no it just yes every every time a group text starts it's you and tommy talking about me fucking a milf every fucking time you know what uh do i have cameras in your apartment no (laughs) (laughs) i do not 
I did not sneak in there and install I, it. Guys, I'm flattered. I promise you, I'm flattered. <laughs> but it's, you know, at a certain point, it, it makes a man wonder. No, you know what? It, <laughs> if, if, if we can uh, fantasize about Uncle Munson for this long, for an entire episode, yes. imagine what we do with your sex life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We actually text each other privately the more dirty stuff. <laughs> oh, I wonder fuck. if Kevin's getting pegged right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a nightly thing, guys. Yep. Oh, um but yeah, if you guys want to check out our social media, our Instagram is at off the beaten cliff, our Twitter is at cl- off cliff, and our Gmail is off the beaten cliff at gmail.com um we have not thought about what we're doing next week so never do nope so uh follow us on instagram and twitter and we'll keep you guys updated next week's the uh uncle munson playlist yep (laughs) (laughs) but uh thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week bye so uh last night i went and saw one of my buddies uh his band kind host performed at blind bobs and i mean i got smashed i was very excited and and very uh involved in in the uh crowd and getting everybody hyped up so i I had i had a a lot to drink and after the show we went to warped wing and i cashed in my shifties for that for working that day and then we went to ned peppers and hole in the wall i believe and somewhere between Ned Peppers and Hole in the Wall, I think I just put my phone down somewhere and left. And uh, so I didn't even realize I was missing it until I was dr- – I, I got drove home by one of my f- buddies, and I was, like, doing the pocket check. I was like, oh, my phone's gone. And I thought I left it in one of their cars. And I was like, well, I have no way of calling him. I was like, I'll just call him in the morning. Just, like, didn't even really, like – I was like a little worked up and Aaron was like, just go to bed. We'll, we'll deal with it in the morning. It's fine. So I didn't even bother like calling it or, or even thinking about it until this morning. And uh, so we go to pick up my car downtown and I was like, I had to have left it in there. Like I had to have, you know, popped open maps or something and, and left it in my car. Cause like my buddies actually like came to my car was like, you're not driving, get in. So I was like, Oh, I probably threw my phone down and it's in my car still. So it wasn't obviously. And, uh, Aaron called it and some dude picked up and was like, he was like, I've been praying somebody would call this thing. He's like, it's almost, it's almost dead. He's like, I haven't been able to get into it obviously. Cause it's locked. He's like, um, but if you want to meet me, I'll give it back to you. And, uh, it was, he wanted to meet on Salem Avenue, which is if anyone knows Salem Avenue, it's, it's not the best part of town, but I had a really good feeling about it. And, I met, we met at, uh, well, first I went to two of the wrong places. I was like way <laughs> too north of Salem Avenue. And he was finally like, just put my, uh, my home address in and you'll see me. I'm walking back to my house. So by the time I got to his address, I could see him on the sidewalk. And I was like, are you my dude? And he's like, yeah. And I could see my phone in his hand. And I was like, I was like, um, I was like, thank you so much. I was like, do you want like cash or anything? Like, and he was a little apprehensive about it at first. Like he didn't, you know, want a cash reward or anything, but he was like, it actually helped me out a lot. And I was like, hop in. So I like this stranger, like hops in my car and I drive him to this. I like, it could have been so bad. Jesus and I Christ, drove, Alex. drove to the ATM <laughs> 
it got him out a hundred bucks and dude we like hugged we like hugged it out he was like you have no idea man you blessed me and like we, g- we gave each other like a big hug he's like my mom always raised me to do the right thing and he's like i feel like we were me- meant to meet this morning and i was like dude me too and <laughs> he was like thank you so much i was like thank you for being a good person and not like hacking into my phone mm-hmm. i was like i have all my pictures of my daughter he just had a daughter too his, his daughter was one and he like he saw that I have a picture of Maeve and Aaron like hung up in my car, and he's like, he's like, I see that you have a family too. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I'm, I'm glad we, you know, came together today. I was like, he was an sure. hour like, away from pawning that shit. Oh, for yeah. sure, <laughs> dude. He he's might, like, as he soon as this have... thing dies, I'm turning this shit. <laughs> oh, in. that's so funny. That's the most Tommy Bacara story of all time, though. <laughs> oh it's God. just so unbelievably wholesome that it fucking hurts. <laughs> Of course you hugged this dude, and of course you like you had no problem getting the stranger in your car, and of course you had no problem driving up to an ATM to get fucking money out for him. It's just it's like you throw caution to the wind because you're such a fucking nice dude. It's incredible, dude. I'm like, there's no way this guy wants to kill me, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy's this guy's sick. He found my phone and definitely has no ill intentions. It's awesome. oh, such a. Uh... Well, hey it man, worked out. It, it's worked out for you so far in life. Yeah, you know, keep, yeah. Keep, keep being, keep being you, Tommy. Yeah, I'll try. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, I felt like such a fucking idiot all morning, and then like, so when we get back, like I fi- when I finally got home, it was like I don't know ten ten thirty, and I was like, I don't know, like I had just been emotionally through the ringer. I was like, I don't know if I can record this podcast today. Like, <laughs> I, I need to like, uh, like digest this because like, I was like, I could have. This could have been really bad for me. I could have definitely been. He could have just been like, "All right, now take everything out of the ATM." Or it right. could have been bad, but he was he was a solid dude. Hope he's listening. I hope he's a Discorder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, by the way, do you listen to Off the Beat and Clef? I, I'm recording a podcast. Like, you should listen. To <laughs> there's there's a less than zero percent chance he listens to us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. Hell of a morning. Hell of a night. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 